What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fanatics Season 2, Episode 2. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different show today. It's going to be a very New York-centric show, um, more so than normal. Um, you'll see when we get to the topics, we're going to be doing Giants, Jets, Knicks, possibly go over LeBron's Lakers debut, um, and also and then top it off with the Yankees. Uh, I have a perfect guest today, a friend of mine by the name of Jamal Ferguson. Um, he's known on Xbox as Hooligan, one of my good friends for like close to 20 years now. We argue all the time. But it's all love um, Jamal, say what's up What's up everybody, what's up How's it going? We do argue all the time, especially about sports so. <laughs> We argue about sports But like I said, it's all love uh, We pretty much play every day on the Xbox We got a team that we out there with too Shout out to uh, Lisa and Greg and Bill um, So anyway, uh, to the show sir um, I can't uh, wait to get this started, here we go That's why we are, they know who we are JT was good, homie. Fanatics. Uh-huh. They know I'm from the home of the Bronx Bombers. We work this hard chasing a couple commas. Then we do this thing every day. They saw love, you catch me out of shape. I'm talking NY over to LA. And everything in between, fam, I'm here to stay. I heard it taking shots, but it's all bricks. We bleed this blue and orange, homie, I'm talking Knicks. We cast a giant shadow, boy, you better check. Nothing but net, and you can make a bet. I'm a ranger when I'm out on that ice. We talking about liberty, homie, watch your life. Aaron's got some ice cubes, messed around and got a triple-double. When JT on the mic, man, you know you in trouble. Matter of fact, the thing is hot and it's ready to go. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Fanatics. All right, sir. Uh, real quick, um, I know you got a chance to watch the Giants game. I would like your initial take on, on what you saw, um, comparing it not just to, to the games prior to, but what you feel going forward. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of shaky with, with the Giants right now, especially with the offense not being able to get the ball to Odell Beckham, like the number one receiver on the team and possibly in the game. I mean, for him to have no touchdowns after what – Four weeks is like ridiculous. Um, you know, I love Eli. I'm an Eli stand, but to be fully honest, him missing out on Eli um, on Odell like what at least five times for touchdowns is kind of crazy. So I, I mean, hold I, I that thought, if- sir. Hold that thought. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I am pleasantly shocked that uh, you have a, a criticism uh, for your boy Eli. <laughs> because you and I go back and forth on this quite a bit, um, and and you refuse to acknowledge that he did miss a few throws the last time we spoke about this. So I'm surprised that 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 you've come to this conclusion. Um, so so what 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 changed from our last conversation to this conversation? Did you like rewatch the game or something? Or? No, well I looked it up. I had some uh, things that I follow, and one of the one of the stats was Odell Beckham has, hasn't dropped a pass. It was just all bad throws towards his direction. So, I mean, when you have a guy that hasn't dropped any passes at all, I mean, and how many times you've seen him open, running down the sideline into the end zone and things like that, you know, he's got to be honest with it. Um, Eli definitely missed him. I don't know if he's scared. I don't know. I, you know, I'm really questioning the coaching. I, I'm not sure the coach has a good grip on the offense yet. Okay, um, that's a valid point. Um, let me tell you what I see, uh, you know, watching the game from the offensive perspective. Um, 
again, this is not to bash on Eli, but I, I did see him miss a few throws, especially in that first half, uh, where he, he threw it in, in, where he intended to throw it to Odell and he didn't complete the pass because he was off target. There were other times where he doesn't see him, like what you mentioned, but, um, I think that's just part of the game. Sometimes you, you can't survey the whole field, um, whether it's part of timing, whether it's, you know, another place where you wanted to go with the ball. So I, I don't really fault him too much on that, even though he does miss him a few times a game. We've seen that um, throughout the season so far. Um, that being said, I feel like um, it, there's a multiple there, – there are multiple things going on um, that I think are interfering with his ability to be a successful quarterback right now and make this a successful offense. One being that offensive line is, is, is atrocious. Um, they played a little better against the Texans. I feel like they reverted back to what they were doing the first three weeks of the season. Uh, and we saw a lot of uh, what they were doing earlier before that Texans game. They were running stunts. They were running twists. They were, they were, they were blitzing up the middle, hitting, hitting the A-gap. And um, we, we've seen in the past, even in Eli's successful years, he tends to struggle with pressure up the middle. Um, and, and that always he's never been the most accurate quarterback. He's good at dissecting where to go, but sometimes he's off. It is what it is. Um, and so I feel like um, that is, is affecting his ability. And then and even times when he has the space and the time to throw the ball, I, I just I don't know if he's hearing the footsteps. I don't know if he just doesn't have that trust in his O-line. But he's, he's, it's affecting his ability to, to run this offense. Um, you brought up coaching, and that's a, that's a valid uh, thing to, to, to bring up. I, I do feel like, um, I don't know, you tell me, doesn't it seem like, this game and a couple other games throughout the season, we just it, it felt like it's still McAdoo coaching squad. We're still throwing two and three yard passes close to the line of scrimmage, nowhere near the first down markers. And to me, it, it, it seems like the you know SOS, the same old sh- sh- whatever. You know what I'm saying? Am I am I crazy yeah. for, for seeing it this way? No, um, it, I mean it looks exactly like McAdoo's offense. Well, actually, I can <laughs> McAdoo actually got the ball to Odell. I mean, before he got hurt. McAdoo did get the ball, found a way, somehow the offense found a way to get him the ball. So, I mean, when you have Saquon Barkley, you have Shepard, I know Ingram was hurt, but you have those guys who are all capable of making plays. And if you can't figure out a scheme to get Odell open, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, so, I, I mean, he's he's almost looking worse to me as an offensive coordinator who's an offensive-minded coach than McAdoo, you know? The defense the defense is, you know, Landon Collins, he had, what, 14 tackles, which is insane, you This know? was the first game I felt like Landon showed himself to look like the old Landon. I, I, I thought he was quiet the whole season, but, but that was a good point. Go ahead, sir. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, he, I mean, Landon Collins played, played a big game, which he needed to because they're a passing team. But, um, you know, the defense – the the four the front four or the three whenever you have they're not getting pressure on the quarterback you know so when you have that it's it's a difficult thing when you're playing with field position to me and the defense is they're not giving the offense uh, enough of times where where you just haven't seen any big breaks like it hasn't been any game changing defensive plays. Um, the only one that I can really remember out of four games is the interception in the end zone. All right, that's the, and this is another thing that you and I go back and forth on because honestly, I feel like the defense, although they haven't been the dominant unit they were two years ago, the defense has been steady to me. Um, Drew Brees, who was tearing up the league before this game, 
Um, he only threw 18 for 32 for 200 yards. Uh, he had a 77 uh, QB rating. So we, 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 I thought, um, even though we're not getting a lot of sacks, I think we're doing enough to disrupt the passing games. Um, obviously we're not shutting teams out. Um, but I, I, to me, I felt like it was a win holding a, a team like the Saints to four field goals in that first half. I kind of had a feeling like that was going to be an issue going forward because I didn't know if we'd be, it's a potent offense. They got Alvin Kamara, the offensive rookie of the year from last year. They got Drew Brees, who's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time they got michael thomas who's also tearing up the league they have players on that squad and 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 every year that sean payton's been there they've been a top 10 unit by far so um i I just feel like um this was a game where i I thought the defense did enough for as long as they could and then they eventually just tired out and and wore down um you and i we go back and forth on this um and, and and i agree to some extent that the defense does need to come up with more game-changing plays. You brought up the interception from the last game. They, I don't know if you remember, but they also had a fumble um, that they caused and recovered that last game as well. So, um, But those are, like you said, the only two real. And then the, the, the interception, I guess, from Jenkins earlier in the season. I think it was game one or something like that. Um, so I, we're not getting the turnovers, but we, we've, we've shown to be a bend-but-don't-break defense. And I feel like if our offense could just get going, um, we we should be able to slow down teams enough so that we could win more games. Um, and my, and what do you think? Well, you're right on 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 half of it. The, the pass defense has been good. Um, the run defense hasn't. The run defense has been giving up a lot of whether it's the quarterback. Um, last game we showed that read back. option, bro. The, we can't stop a read option. We can't stop anything coming out of the backfield. I mean, like it, it'll be certain. <laughs> It'll be certain plays we'll we'll get it, but then it'll be like uh, third and seven or something, that, and it's just like those kind of plays where it could change the momentum of the game are like breaking the backs. It's like it's it, you can see it hurt, it's hurting the team and and their morale. They're not they're not they just don't look like they have energy out there to me. Like they don't look like they they, they don't look confident. You know they look like they're lacking leadership, and you know. Like I said, to me, it goes back to the coaching. It's, it, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, um, even though it's a small sample size, though, I, I, it, it's only been four games. I think true. you got to give any coaching staff more than four games. You do. You're right. You're right. So, I mean, I'm still optimistic going forward. Uh, you know, the Eagles haven't been playing great. You know, they lost, and they, they almost lost a week last week. Um which is the only team I'm really worried about. I'm not sure Washington can sustain, um, nor the Cowboys. So, I mean, if we can just get it together, we have the capability. Um, if we can stop the run and we can block those two things, if we can do those two things, if we can find a way to fix blocking for Eli, which would make him more comfortable, which he can look down the field and, and feel comfortable passing down the field without getting molly And if he can uh, block – for the running back, which would change everything, because then you got play access, you got so many things you can do. Saquon Barkley's gotten over 100 yards in all four games without all purpose. Yeah, all purpose without you know a, an adequate line. So you know we don't need him to be Barry Sanders. We we need him to be Barry Sanders with blocking. <laughs> you know, imagine Barry Sanders had blocking. So we don't need him to be out there getting smacked up with no blocking. And then the defensive line. Somehow we got to find a way to get pressure on on the quarterback and also make stops without having to blitz all the time. Because then, you know, you got Landon Collins out there surveying the field and, and you know, 
Eli Apple's out. So if we can just get some some pressure on on in the, in the up front in the trenches, I mean, I think that's that's those are the only two problems. It's like you said, you said it. You know, it's the trenches, both offensive and de- defensive. I agree, Same man. Thing. We gotta. Yeah, but that's that's part of team building, though, and and I don't think you can fix that in the middle of the year. That's something that needs to be addressed, be addressed in the off season. Um, So I guess we got to give the the front office time as well before we evaluate them to see how they continue to build this team up. You think this team has? uh, You think this team still has a chance to be a playoff contender? Yeah, and you and I differ on this um, because I, I really didn't see them doing much better than eight and eight. Um, this year because they have a tough schedule and because I feel like this was a transition year. Um, but, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you to that. We're gonna have a, a show again. <laughs> I'm gonna have you back on and, and we're gonna see if, you, if that still continues to be your belief. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's my belief. I mean, the way the NFC East is, if we can get to nine and seven, I mean, we have a chance. I mean, getting Eli into the playoffs is a whole nother ball game. If we can just get him there, I, I think, you know, the sky's the limit. But we got to get him there, and um, we can and agree I, on that. He, he definitely steps up in the playoffs, right? And then, and then one last thing, I disagree. I think I think you can um, change and 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 get better in the season with the blocking and the defensive line. It's happened before, um, so it's 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 on the coach. They got to figure out how to how to get these guys to. They got to come up with a better scheme. Offensive scheme and stop dinking and dunking and throwing two yard passes and and dumping it off to Saquon all the time. That's that's but, not going to work. But how much of that is a is a is a um, a product of just the the, the crappy O line? We can't you can't take seven step drops and throw it down the field if you got e- people in Eli's face every time. Right, I agree. But they're blitzing. It's not it's not it's not like a lot of the times it's just the front four by themselves. It is a lot of the times that. <laughs> the games that I've been watching, they're just running stunts. Right. And it's, it's four guys, and it's confusing the, the, the offensive line. Nobody knows who's their guy. Nobody can pass off the other guy. Even our, our veteran high-paid left tackle is struggling. It's, 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 it's a disaster up front. Right. That's what I'm saying. So they're confused, and that's coaching. They're confused. If, if they can actually figure out how to block, it's stunts. You got guys that you think are coming in and not, and, and guys are falling back. They got to figure out how to how to block. You know, they got to figure out how to pick up the blockings. And if not even picking up the blocks, they got to anticipate and have plays where where they're taking advantage of those things. Because there's always, there's always a counterattack. There's always a counterattack. So if they can figure out, okay, well, these are what – you're going through the games. you got four games. You're like, okay, they got the remedy. They got the – for us, and, and they're, they're, they're getting in on us all the time. They should be able to figure out what to do in those situations because they know it's coming. If you know it's coming, you should be able to figure out how to counter it. You know, so I mean, they know it's coming. In theory, you should, but it doesn't seem like this unit has been able to figure it out, and it's it's pretty sad. Yeah, it's, like I said, I, to me, it's coaching, and we lack good coaching. And like you said, it's only four games, but we'll see. I think it's coaching. Right, That's a good point. We'll see. I can't wait to get back to this. <laughs> All right, yeah. sir, uh, did you get a chance to watch the Jets game at all? I, I did not get a chance to watch the Jets game, not entirely. All right, so the Jets um, played the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm going to be honest, I, I, I really thought that this was going to be a close game. I know the Jaguars are, are considered a, a Super Bowl contender. I know they're considered one of the best teams in the league. Um, I just felt like the Jets always 
even though I'm not a Jets fan, they always seem to play good games against the better opponents. Um, and, and they had, a, like, even last year when they weren't so good, they had a lot of close games that they barely lost. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I have a, a rooted interest in, in the Jets because they have what I thought the Giants should have considered <laughs> drafting, which yeah. is a quarterback. You and yeah. I go back and forth, but I don't want to get into that. That's for another conversation because that's just right. going to drag this whole thing out. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> they have Sam Donald. They went and drafted the quarterback, um, and so that's why I'm, 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 I'm interested in, in how he turns out. I don't expect the world from him. I know he's a rookie. Most rookies, pretty much almost all of them, even the great ones, struggled their first year. So um, it's not too much to take from it. Um, but that being said, I, like I said, I thought this was going to be a closer game, and it turns out that – the Jaguars are just that good, um, and they, they ended up smoking them. I know the score was 31-12, um, but it, it wasn't really that close. Um, I watched, I got to watch it um, because my family went to a medieval uh, festival, and so I had the house to myself. It was sweet. Um, <laughs> medieval times? Was it medieval times? Or it was, it was something, something like that. They, it was up in Washington Heights, um, and they, they go to it every year, and oh, okay, okay. they know about it. But it was it was great because, like I said, it's just me and the dog and football. It doesn't get better than that. Um, and so, like I said, the the Jets were getting dominated. Um, it was it was pretty bad. Sam Darnold had a pedestrian day. He was uh, seventeen to thirty four for one hundred and sixty seven yards. Um, Bilal Powell running running was their leading rusher, eight carries for twenty six yards. Their leading receiver was Quincy Anunua for four receptions for for sixty six yards. Um, it looks like Sam spread it out pretty well. Um, I don't want to get too much into this um, because, uh, you know, um, this is a, a Giants-centric show. But uh, real quick, um, I, I feel like uh, they allowed Blake Bortles to look better than what he is. Everybody knows he's a mediocre quarterback at best. He finished 29 for 38 for 388 yards. Hmm. He smoked them. It hmm. wasn't Leonard Fredette. It wasn't T.J. Yeldon. It was Blake Bortles. So um, it looks like the Jets have a lot of work to do on their on their end do you have any opinion at all on, on the jets have you got to watch them at all the season um i watched some of them i watched them against cleveland um because i was i was my interest was in baker mayfield and i went and i wanted to see that he was as good as a quarterback as i think he was and uh should have been the first pick and i believe saquon should have been the second sam donald i mean he, he hasn't done anything to make me think that he's bad he's having a rookie year um 17 for 34. That's not bad. You know, 167. He I mean, who's the receivers, you know? Um, he has a Nunwa. He has Robbie Anderson. He has uh, – yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to judge him off of that. He doesn't have any receivers. He doesn't, he doesn't make he, – he, he reminds me a lot of Eli Manning. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a slinger. He's a little he's, more mobile, though. He he seems he's to have more mobile. better footwork. He seems to be able to, to – to, he throws very well. I give him this. He throws very well and accurate on the move. He had a couple plays where he had people up in his face, and he was running, and he still – and it looked like he's throwing it away. And there were completions, both on the sidelines. And I'm like, wow, that's that's impressive. Right. So uh, you're right, though. That, that was the talk about him coming out of college was he was very much like Eli in that he has his moments where he takes – makes questionable decisions and throws it into questionable coverage and does throw picks, kind of like most gunslingers like Brett Favre, Eli, those guys. Right. But that, that that's that's a good, very good observation. Go ahead. I don't even mean to cut you off. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, he's a rookie. Um, no great quarterbacks had great rookie years, not, not that I know of. Like, 
That's just like way Russell above. Wilson average. had a pretty good rookie year. RG three had a pretty good rookie year. They're yeah, not... but they they had good people around them though, right? right. They had a good they had good coaching. Um, right. Russell, Russell Wilson had a had a good defense. RG three he's a runner, so it's hard it's harder to really put them in the same category. You know, when you when you can run, it changes the whole game. But as just a quarterback. You know, Sam Donald, he's just looking like a, a regular quarterback. He's looking like uh, Andrew Luck or uh, Peyton Manning, even Eli, like these guys their first year. It's right. nothing, nothing spectacular. Right. Um, he doesn't look overwhelmed, though. I give him that. Would you agree with that? No, he doesn't look overwhelmed. He looks like he looks like he can handle it. I, I mean, I don't I don't think he's going to be bad. We'll see. I, I'm, I haven't seen anything yet to make me say he's going to be great or he's not. You know, he's, he's still in the middle for me. I still really don't know about him I haven't seen enough um and plus the Jets they just don't have a great they're the Jets bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, anybody who's a Jets fan out there listening I apologize you gotta just understand that we are both Giants fans this is this is a giant centric show I'm gonna try to cover the Jets and try to be as non-biased as possible because um, I do have a lot of Jet fan friends but they're still the Jets yeah we do have Jet fans friends so <laughs> so I mean, like when you had Sanchez, he came in and uh, he he was mediocre, but they were able to win with him because they had a good defense and had a good team around him. Right. Um, I don't know, man. These USC guys, they just usually don't pan out. So I'm waiting to see. Um, That's know, another so. thing we brought up in, in our own Xbox conversations. And, and, and you can't say all USC fans because I think um, – USC quarterbacks? Palmer? Yeah, Palmer. One of the yeah. – that he was he was really good, and if he didn't wreck his knee, I think he would have had a much better uh, career. Um, all right, so that being said, let's move on, sir. Wait, I had one more thing though. Okay, go ahead. before go ahead. we pass that game, yeah, um, we can go all the way back to leadership, and we're looking at Jacksonville, who now have oh boy, my man Tom Coughlin. Right, everybody was always rushing to get this guy out, and obviously the man knows football because obviously. The Jaguars are a great team since he arrived, and hmm. Hmm. and the head coach is from my my high school. But that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Lehman Lions uh, roar, <laughs> you know. So, but Tom Coughlin, man, he's able to command respect and people they, they play for him for whatever reason. Even you know, he knows he's not football. The coach, though he's in the front office, I know, not the same but thing. It, it, it is. You know, it, it is the same thing. When you, you when you can just have somebody to discuss the game with that knows your position and know what you're doing, it makes it a lot easier. You know, when you have somebody to go and, and talk to, hey, what do you see? I'm pretty sure he's talking to the head coach. I'm pretty sure he is. He's, he, he's not the guy to just be like, nah, and step back. You know, so, and, and if you just look at it, they were a subpar team until he got there. I mean, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. All right, brother. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'll let you get your Tom Coughlin love in, and, <laughs> and <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. All right. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see the, the Knicks preseason game yesterday. Um, they played the Washington Wizards, and one of my favorites in the league, John Wall, who went to work. Um, a little bit of time he played. I'm a big Wall fan. Yeah, I like Wall. Um, give me a quick thoughts on, on the, uh, the Knicks draft. What do you think about Kevin Knox? Um, Kevin Knox, I mean, you told me about him. That's who you wanted. I remember you told me, and they got him. And he's, he's, he seems pretty good. I can't say anything bad about him. Um, he did good in the preseason. He had uh, 13 points this game, 
four for nine, um, ten rebounds. That's that's pretty much all you can ask from this guy as a rookie. Um, he's playing in New York, which has all of the lights. You know, he's going to be scrutinized. All the pressure. Every, all the pressure. He's going to be scrutinized every single day. Um, but I'm just not looking for the Knicks to be that good this year. And um, I'm waiting for them to tank, and they need to tank. No, <laughs> so no, that, that, that's that's a valid point. You're absolutely yeah. right. I, I think this year is, is for me, uh, and, and probably the same for you, is, is more about development. You want to see these young guys uh, improve their game. You want to see these young guys step up. And I'm all for them losing a lot of close games because, like you said, I believe we need to tank. We need one more year of, of, a, of a, a high pick just to add to the core of this squad. Right. Um, to, to really be, uh, I guess, serious, uh, I don't want to say contenders, but just be a serious team on the up. Um, because that's one thing you could say with, with New York, especially with the Knicks, is, is they tend to, you know, they tend to try to always go for the quick fix. They tend to try to always go for the band-aids. Uh, and for some reason, uh, maybe it's just our luck, who knows, it, it just doesn't seem to work out. So I, I do like this approach that they seem to be taking this year. I am a Kevin Knox fan. I do appreciate you bringing up that I brought. <laughs> I'm the one, I, I said that, that that's what we should have went with. I, I kind of predicted it, and, and that's where we went. And yeah. so I, I I I I think he's the upside pick that we need. He's a guy that um, can complement KP's game because he he can play the wing. He he also gets down and dirty, as you see with his ten rebounds. Um, he, he does need to get stronger, but that's every NBA rookie that there ever was. Nobody right. comes in like LeBron, a, a freaking, he looks like a, LeBron came in the league looking like a, a 27 year old man. Yeah, he, he, he can't, he can't put LeBron in there. He's, he's a freak of, of nature. And, and there's not too many of those. So, um, the other guy that I was interested in, um, and, and you should, when you get a chance, um, try to watch, I guess, replays. I know you're out, you're all the way out west in Cali. You mean, guy in Canada? You may not get the coverage. What happened? The, are you talking about the guy in Canada? No, I'm talking about the, the, the players that are already still on the Knicks right oh, now. I'm not, even, okay. I'm not even looking okay. ahead. That. I okay. haven't even done my homework okay. yet. Um, Mitchell right. Robinson, their second-round pick, um, he had 6.7 rebounds a block. He even got into one of the Morris Twins' heads. I don't know which Morris Twin it is to me. They're the same guy. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and they got that dude ejected because he just – I don't know what he said to him. Um I like this dude, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, did you get a chance to, to do any research on him at all? I, I, no, I haven't. I haven't gotten any any chance to do any research on Mitchell Robinson. Um, looking at the stats right here, yeah, seven rebounds, six points. And you said he got into, into – uh, Morris' one, head. Which one? One of them. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they're the right. same. Right. So, <laughs> I mean – the, the back story with Robinson is so he, he enrolled in the college – he never actually went to college. I, I, I just think he's one of those guys. Um, he probably is, and this happens in, in life. There are people that just aren't made for school. You know, there are people that just, whether it's, the, I don't want to say it's intellectually. I don't know if they have the work ethic. They just, college is not for everybody. And that's something even my dad told me right. growing up and stuff like that. So I, I could understand that. Um, and he took a different path. He sat out the whole year. He worked on his, he tried to work on his game and stuff like that. And then he went into the draft. Um, he had a lot of teams promising him they'd take him at the bottom of the first, like the Lakers, but they didn't. Um, he ended up falling into our lap. Um, and the rumor is that we were considering trading up into the bottom half of the, of the first to get him. He fell to us and he seems to be a guy who can, in, in this new age NBA where it's all spread, pick and roll, 
who can definitely make a, uh, an impact on the floor. He's he's a threat to catch a lob at any point. He's seven one. He jumps out the gym, um, plays solid defense. He fouls a lot, but that's probably another product of him not being strong enough. He needs to get stronger. And um, he's another guy who I, I look forward to seeing um, progress throughout throughout this year. Um, so yeah, that's him. Also, we got the French kid. What do you think about uh, Frank Nilkina? Uh, I don't like that guy. I mean, at least not yet. <laughs> you don't like him? Nah. I, I mean, I mean, not that I don't like him as a person, nothing. But as far as a player, he he's showing he showed he showed us nothing. I mean, you know, Robinson, he's a center, seven one. Porzingis is a power forward. Knox is a uh, small forward. Where we're lacking. I mean, we got Tim Hardaway Jr. We got the kid. We we need a guard. Like we have nobody that's going to be out there playmaking, and uh, you know, spreading the floor out and 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 having the floor general. So, I mean, I think that's the last piece. I know for a while they were talking about Irvin, but, you know, I don't know, man, that guy from France, I mean, he can work on his game. How much, how much is he working on his game? You know, that's, that's, that's the the thing. When you get into the NBA, you got to work on your game and it still doesn't look like he has any promise of leading the team. I mean, it's still early. Um, he still has a lot of time, but you know, he's coming off the bench. So he came off the bench this game. Um, so far, uh, the coach hasn't decided on a set starting lineup yet. He said it's a fluid situation until the preseason is done. So here, here's the, here's the thing with Frank. Um, and I think maybe being out west, you don't you're not exposed to him as much as as you know people here in New York who could watch him every game. So I was a fan of his. He's another guy who I wanted the Knicks to go after. Um, and so I might be a little biased here, but I, I'm going to try my best to be as as balanced as possible. So the thing with him is he was drafted as a point guard. And I think the more you see him play, the more you, you realize he's not really a point guard. I think what he lacks is the, the scoring instinct that you need to keep the, the defense on its heels. He seems to be a guy that, that wants to move the ball, wants to share the ball, wants to make the right play, um, doesn't want to be selfish. He, he doesn't have enough selfishness in him to to be the, the – I don't think he's gonna, his, his position is, is going to be at point guard. Here's what I think he, he is. I think he's going to be – a terrific combo guard. He's a guy that can run the offense at times because he has he has decent handles. Um, he's a guy, but but here's just he he's he's they say he's grown an inch. He's six six now. He's he, he he looks physically stronger too. Like he 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 looks like he put on weight. They say he put on ten to fifteen pounds. He came into the league as a nineteen year old as a plus defender, and 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 I, I think that. Especially here in New York, where, where I remember the eight, the '90s Knicks being a, a dope ass defensive team. In this league, where everything is spread, pick and roll, and everybody's shooting threes, and all offense and all offense, it's like a breath of fresh air for me personally to have somebody that takes that part of the game, that side of the game, as serious as he does. There's not a lot of very good perimeter defenders out there. I believe he has a role on any team going forward, just because of his versatility. He's six six. He can guard anywhere from the one to the three. He has a 7-2 wingspan or something like that or whatever. Um, and, and his game is only going to get better. He may never develop that killer instinct to, to, to attack as a point guard. But if he works on his jump shot and, and, and stuff like that, he could be uh, a guy who can guard the other team's best perimeter guy and, and hit his outside shots and stuff like that. So uh, I, that, that's my take on, on Frank. Um, when you get a chance, uh, try to just watch him, not just what he does offensively, Watch how he affects the game defensively. I, I, yeah, I think dude's trash. <laughs> I 
Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I think he's trash. He's been I in mean, the league one year. I know. He's been in the league one year. I mean, I haven't seen anything. He's a top. He was the eighth pick, you know? This, this guy is, this, been, is this more of a product of Dennis Smith Jr. going after him? Uh, are you one of those yes, Dennis Smith Jr.? Yes, uh, there we go. Absolutely. That's where all this comes absolutely. from, Dennis Smith Jr. Absolutely. What did he do last year? He did more than Frank did. You know, it, it, imagine, okay, so if you switch roles and you get Dennis Dennis Jr., right, with Porzingis, Knox, and this guy, you talk about Mitch Robinson, which are big guys, that is a dynamic offense that that is something to see in the years to come. Frank doesn't give me that. I Frank's Frank's going to be off the, coming off the bench for the rest of his life. He's not going to be a starter anywhere. To me, I mean, they they try to compare him to Tony Parker. He's, he's not, you know. No, Tony he's Parker. definitely not Tony yeah, Parker. he's not Tony Parker. He, uh, uh, he he just doesn't. I think he was a bad pick. He was another wasted pick by the Knicks. Wow. I, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he just doesn't have it to me. I, I don't see anything to make me want to watch him. And he doesn't give me any hope. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope he just proves me wrong and he's he's dynamic, as you say he is. And even if he's just a defensive stopper, that would be perfect. I wouldn't even be mad if he just did that. Um, but he just doesn't look like he has the oomph to get out there. And, like, and he's in New York, man. He does. He, he looks like the New York lights are is too much for him. And, and that could be the problem. He might, he might be able to go somewhere else like – uh, Minnesota and, and be okay, but I think New York's too much for him. Mm. We can agree to disagree on that one, good sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he got it. I just, I don't see it, man. I don't, I don't see anything that makes me be like this guy here. I can't wait to see him. I just don't see it. Like he has, he has the body size. He has, he is his mind. Is is his what, what is his game? What is he working on? You know, um, okay. Folk is over there working on his jump shot. You know, looks a little bit weird, but um, I don't. I don't think Frank has it like that. All right, all right, that's fair. All right, real quick. Um, uh, we we are a little pressed for time here, but I'm I'm just gonna uh, quick take on on LeBron and the Lakers. Do you think that they're a top five team in the West? In the West? Yeah. Yeah, yeah in the West. Really? Yeah. Have you seen their squad? Yeah, man, they got LeBron James. Okay, right. LeBron James, I, I put them in the playoffs. I give them that. But I, what are the team? What does LeBron generally need to succeed in his career? He's a ball dominant small forward, and he needs he needs the, the floor to be spread so he can attack and and when teams collapse, uh, dish out to the shooters. Right. Who are the shooters in LA? I'll wait. <laughs> He doesn't really have exactly. any right now. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, so one man, as good as he is, in a, in a team that, that's not set up for his game, I don't see how they're a top five. I think they make the playoffs. I just don't see how they're a top five team in the West. I don't see how they're better. Obviously, they're not better than Golden State, not better than Houston. I don't think they're they're even better than OKC. I don't even think they're better than – What? I don't think they're better than – I don't think they're better than What? That's 14 what? right there. The Spurs? Yes. Come on. Spurs. Come on Greg Popovich is a great coach. Yeah, but they got DeMar DeRozan now, right? Come on. I, I don't think so. I think they're I think they're, I think they're second best team in, in the West. Oh, my God. You, you think they're better than the Rockets? You're yes. Oh you know God. why? You know why? Don't say LeBron. No. Carmelo. 
<laughs> You're planning on the Carmelo effect to fuck up, to, excuse my language, to mess up Houston? Uh, yeah, I am, actually. I, lo- I love Carmelo, but it's just, I don't, I don't, we're going to have to see. I, I, I like Carmelo, man, and I want him to do good, and I want him to win the championship and everything like that. But I don't, he, I don't, like I said, I think the Lakers are going to be uh top three team in the West. All right, all right, that's fair. All right, brother, we're going to wrap this up with your Yankees. Uh, quick thoughts on um, them picking Lou Severino to pitch the wild card game. Um, I mean, who else can you pick? I mean, besides CeCe. Well, um, I, I don't think uh, there's Tanaka, who's always done well in the playoffs. There's Jay Happ, who's done very well since he's come to the Yankees. And I'm not even a Yankee fan. Right, but I'm talking about this year. I mean. You got to look at who's pitching the best right now, I think. Yeah. Right I, now, I think, it's not Severino. He had the better year all around. Yeah, but. all over. You have you have you have to go with him. I mean, he has the stuff that that you need right now for one game. Um, you know, he had an outing in the last. Uh, I can't remember who it was a couple of weeks ago where he was just like lights out. And and if he can deliver that kind of that kind of performance again, I mean, you, you got besides him, I would go with Cece. I wouldn't even go with Tanaka or any wow. of those guys. Because CC has he has the uh, reputation. I mean, I would go with CC because he's I, a veteran. I love CC. I'm not even gonna. I'm not crapping on him. I just I don't think at this point in his career, you I, I would trust him to do a one game playoff. That's all I'm saying. I love his attitude. I love his spunk. He's he's awesome. I like when he crunked the dude last game. I'm not even a Yankee fan, and I right. was like, that dude is the man. Well, well, the thing, the reason why is if you got a one game playoff, you can bring those starting pitches off the bench. Right, but then you're also affecting your rotation going forward if you do make it to the playoff to to the regular postseason. That's 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 the part of the game, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta go all in. You gotta it's, it's one game. You can't save uh, players and pitches for a game that might not happen. You know, you gotta win this game right now, right here. So, you know, at least at least if you make it to the seven game series, you can you can kind of you can fix it up. All right, speaking of a series and speaking of one game, what are your thoughts on this one-game playoff? Because I feel like to to play 162 games, and I know it's exciting. They're trying to get this college NCAA feel to it or whatever. I just feel like like a team like the Yankees, we, we, were, we, we saw this before we started the show. They won 100 games. And because they had another team in their division win 108, had a historical year, they're in a one-game playoff, which is retarded to me. I, I, Stupid. I, I, I feel at least if they're going to add this extra round of the playoffs, right? Because obviously they want the money. Make it a three-game series. At Why least. can't you make it a three-game series? That's not really going to affect the, the, the uh, you know, the other teams going too far. You, you make them consecutive days. Make them travel a lot so that whatever team wins that series has a disadvantage going into because that's what it was. Too many teams, too, <coughs> excuse me, too many wild card teams were winning the World Series, and they didn't like that. So they wanted to give this one-game playoff to have a disadvantage for the team of this, the winner of this game, to have a disadvantage going forward. I think if you have a three-game series, that's still a disadvantage, and it's a better indication of who the better team is because it's not just one game. After 162 games, to play one game, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, they can't do the three-game series because then you have the other team just sitting around waiting. So that's, that's the thing. Like They got this one game, then they roll right into the playoffs. But I don't like the one-game series, uh, one-game elimination. I think it's stupid. They should just not have it. Or they should figure out a way to make it where they can't play three games and not have the other team just rest them out. I think they, they do that because... Some teams could use the rest, though. 
Every team can use the rest. But, but Okay, so what's the problem with three days off? That happens but, but, in the All-Star game when it, it, they have a week off. Yeah, but it stretches the season out so so much longer. That's, it, that's, it really, is, it's not, to me, it's not that much longer, right? So if, if, if you have the, the, the wild card game, there's usually a day off in between that game and the next game, right? Right. So you're only adding two days today. You're literally just adding three days. Not really. I mean, if you add three games, you got to fly out. I mean, you can do three games in a row. But that's but, what I'm saying. Or, so that that team, the winner of that series, will still be at disadvantage because they'll be tired. They would have flown back and forth. If, if it was a three-game series, what if they just go two? You can do two because you can no, no, tie. No, no, no. What I'm saying is if you win the first two games, you don't need to go to that third game. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a better way. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not for the one game. But since the Yankees are in it and they got a chance, I'm all for it this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, they, I, but overall, I don't like in it. The, in the old format, they would have won the, they would have got the wild card spot and they would have taken on, well, in the old format, they can't play the, the, the team the, in their two. division. Right. So they would have played, uh, I think, maybe Cleveland or, or Houston or something like that. So it would have been interesting, but I, I just, I'm not a fan of this. What are your thoughts on, um, real quick, uh, <laughs> Gary Sanchez? I'm curious because I was telling you over here in New York, it's a mixed bag. People are, some people don't want to give up on him. Some people are done with him. As he, and you're a Yankee fan. I want to hear what your take is real quick. Wrap it up on this. I don't understand how you can be done with a talent, you know. Um, I went to the game out in Anaheim and, it was it was it was a tie game all the way up to like the fifth or sixth inning, and he just crushed a home run and took the whole air out the whole stadium, and everybody was mad at me. I had my Yankee hat on and stuff like that, my Yankee shirt. <laughs> so you know, I'm always gonna be for him because I felt good about it. But I mean, you can't give up on the talent. I mean, the kid's young. He's a young kid. You know, I he's agree. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, there's no I, way. I, I think this is a product of of your fellow obnoxious Yankee fans. They just they, they think that they're entitled to a World Series every year, and they're entitled to all the best players at all positions, and that their players should only be the best and nothing but the best. That, that's, but that's true. Oh my God! We should have the we should have nothing but the best. We are we are the Yankees. We're, we're sports royalty. Oh, the Yankees! God, I hate them. <laughs> but but yeah, I got one question for you. What do you think yes, about what do you think about the uh, Mets having a potential Cy Young? I don't think he's gonna get it. You're talking about Jacob Degrom, and I think he deserves it. I don't. I think. I think. See, here's the problem with baseball. A lot of the people that make the decisions as far as Hall of Fame and, and vote on these awards, they're like 90 years old, bro, and they have that old school baseball mentality. And and it, you know, it, I don't think he's gonna get it. They're gonna look at the wins and the losses. They're not gonna look at any of the analytics because a lot of them don't e- don't even like this whole analytical side of baseball that we have now. And and he's not going to get it. I think Scherzer's going to win his third in a row. I I think he might get it. I think he might get it. I don't know for some reason. I feel like he might get it. Um, he's had a hell of a year with a, with a terrible team, but he's pitched lights out. I mean, his ERA is what one one what one one point seven one point seven. Listen to this. So they put out this stat on the radio, and this is when they were talking about him after his last game that he pitched eight shutout innings. They were like. If the Mets would have scored four runs for him every game he pitched, he would have been thirty-one and zero this year. <laughs> you see, <laughs> you know, like you, that, that's ridiculous. Just four runs. Scored, if they would have scored <clears throat> three runs, he would have been twenty-six and one. If, if they would have scored two <laughs> runs, I think it was like twenty-one and something. What were they scoring for him? Nothing. 
Zero? He, he had, I think he had the lowest. Who was his run support? I mean. The, the lowest run support, in, I think, in, in the National League. That's bad. ridiculous, you know. So, yeah, I think he should get Cy Young. But I think he's going to get it. I think he's going to get it. Mm, that's that's I, I appreciate you bringing the Mets into this, sir. I wasn't even going to discuss them because they had a terrible year. But he, I, I think he deserves it, too. Um, great question, brother. I, I, I definitely appreciate that. Good yeah, that's something to scoff at. Absolutely. All right, folks, uh, that's the end of the show. I appreciate my boy Jamal coming on the show with me. Um, he did a, a hell of a job today. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, um, how this is going to move going forward, if, if he's going to be available to do more shows from time to time. I'm, I'll be glad to have him on. Um, so, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, Jamal. Thanks again. Uh, for those no problem. Anytime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For those of you interested in uh, following on uh, Twitter, uh, I'm going to do the Twitter plug. <laughs> it's uh, at FanaticsNY. It's at F-A-N-A-T-I-X-N-Y. And that is the show for today, sir. You have a good one. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Fanatics. Fanatics.